Welcome to the Neophotonics Podcast. I'm John Houghton, and this is a program where we talk about insights and best practices for optical communications, lasers, and their applications. Today, we're joined by Nicolas Herriot to talk about space connectivity. How are you doing, Nicolas? Pretty good. Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing great. So tell us, why is there so much interest in space communication these days? Well, um, so if you think of communication, uh, there's been many communication mostly uh, on Earth, or what we call terrestrial. Uh, but uh, in the last decade, with more activity from space, uh, it has developed need for more communication from there. And when I talk about communication from space, it's for applications that people know already today uh, regarding, you know, um, satellites, TV satellites, um, uh, climate analysis, government activity from space. So those have existed already for, I would say, you know, 20 years, uh, but the acceleration is, is happening now. Uh, there's uh, various aspects for why communication from space are being beneficial, and I will develop in, in this context. So is it also true that data communications is shifting up into space as well, just normal data communications? I think it's going to be an addition to it uh, first. Uh, you know, what happens, uh, terrestrial communication will continue to grow uh, because it has a specific advantage. Uh, but I think what's going to happen is the proportion of communication from space will increase as a percentage of global communication. Um, so you know, what we see on, on Earth is still continuing to grow. But I would say that the portion of communication from space will grow faster than what we will see uh, on Earth. And so how is space communication supported today? So today it's mostly uh, done through uh, radio frequencies. And actually, if you think from the beginning of the communication in space, it's been the vehicle uh, pretty much from the beginning. Um, radio frequencies have been used also on Earth, uh, but this is the uh, mechanism today used in space mostly. What is different now that we see happening is the emergence of optical communication in space, which is different from radio in the sense that the frequencies are different. Uh, the mechanism is pretty much the same. Uh, it's free space communication from vehicles in space, uh, but the frequencies being used are moving from radio frequencies to optical frequencies, what we call wavelengths. Uh, that's the medium that is changing uh, when we talk about expanding communication in space. So what's the need that's driving it? Is it opening up communication and data transmission for emerging countries, or is there, is there some other need that's driving this? Yes, so there's actually very different needs that are emerging. Um, for example, uh, the number of vehicles uh, on the ocean is growing. Uh, commercial or for uh, example uh, entertainment like boats, um, uh, Caribbean boats and things like this where they need to provide uh, high bandwidth communication to people on the boat. So those are growing a lot. Um, communication in developing countries where today there's limited access to uh, broadband uh, bandwidth. Uh, where fiber optics is difficult to, to connect or to uh, place, then there's a desire to connect through space, which is probably easier. Um, but also there are a very specific need that I think is going to emerge as being the first example of communication from space, which is expected to actually be released uh, later this year, 
um, in region, in US, for example, uh, in this in September, this is the hurricane season. And what happens when a very strong hurricane lands on Earth is it destroys the current communication infrastructure. Cell towers get destroyed by the wind, and therefore it has the possibility to knock down the complete uh, communication in the region. And that's a, a very big problem because uh, a lot of the um, uh, police departments or firefighters are responding through communications means uh, that are deployed. So if you cut those communication, then the ability to help the community is, is really uh, affected. And so there's already a plan that is uh, expected to be in place this year for the season to provide mitigation communication plan from space when this happens. So this is another key development of space communication. And I think that's the one that's going to drive the first um, test case and use cases uh, from space very, very soon now. Um, so those are the different uh, level of need, uh, specific communication that will be provided from space. What are the benefits of optical versus radio communication? I see many advantages, but I will refer to one article released by NASA a few years ago called Benefits of Optical Communication. This article, they identify four key uh, advantages. The first one is it will save using optical uh, communication versus radio, will save about 50% in the mass of the uh, uh, aircraft. And then the second benefit will be uh, saving on power. Uh, the analysis shows that optical communication is much more efficient than radio, and therefore it will allow about 65% power saving on the vehicle, on the satellite, uh, which is a big benefit. The third advantage is the data rate. Today, systems with uh, optical communication are running at higher data rate than radio, and therefore that's a, an advantage that can be leveraged to use in space. And the last advantage, the fourth one, which uh, actually is probably one of the biggest advantage, uh, optical communication spectrum is very available or largely available. Today, the radio frequencies are very regulated and also the spectrum is now pretty much full. So there are pretty much no extra wave radio frequencies we can use for a new application or for new uh, bandwidth. And that's why the advantage of optical becomes very large. All frequencies are pretty much available. And also because there's less regulation, it allows companies who want to implement this uh, style of communication to go much faster. Uh, and that's probably one of the key advantage I see that will enable optics to be a large advantage in the next few years over radio. So another element or advantage of uh, optics is that if you use coherent optic, uh, you can do Doppler shift compensation uh, much easier than uh, with other uh, methods. And that's a huge advantage for those uh, big constellations where satellites uh, will cross each other at high speed. This is a phenomenon to compensate the Doppler shift and coherent optic is, is very good for that. So that's what I think as another advantage for this application. What are the different forms of communication in space? So um, there's 
two kind of connections. There are connection uh, between satellites in space, within space, and the most frequent one is the uh, low Earth orbit uh, constellations. We will have the most communication. And the second one is from uh, space to Earth. Uh, the problem with space to Earth is you have to send data through the atmosphere. And atmosphere uh, degrade the signal. And today, there's no technology available to compensate for those um, you know, issues from, uh, created by uh, uh, atmosphere. And so today, most of the focus is from satellite to satellite. And that's where we believe uh, the application for uh, new photonics optics and, and components is the best. So the way NEO uh, is approaching the application is we have the best optics uh, to generate the highest uh, link connection up to 400 gigabit per second today. Space does not require that level of connection today, but the advantage of the technology that we offer is it is scalable uh, from 100 uh, gigabit per second up to 400. And the plan is to be able to say to the satellite operators, use our device, um, launch it, use it at your need for today, which is about 100 gig per second. But then with the same platform, you can enable it uh, later to work up to 400 gigabits when you need without having to relaunch some new optics. So that's one of the benefits. Uh, the second benefit is our optics have some unique performance advantage or attributes that we think will be very beneficial for applications in space. And let me give you an example. There is a very well-known issue to be solved when you do communication in space through satellite is the so-called Doppler shift management. Uh, it's probably uh, a topic that we have uh, mentioned in our blog, so please refer to other, other blogs for more technical uh, information. But the point is that there are um, constraints in space that we have to manage. Uh, and for that, you need some speci uh, specific lasers with very low noise level or very uh, specific line width uh, that we have in our technology and then it can be used to manage those specific requirements from space. So that's another advantage that we believe we have to um, support that new application in space. So what are some of the other advantages of space communication versus terrestrial communication? Uh, one, another one that I see is actually a, a very interesting analysis that I found recently. Think of today uh, when you want to send some data, for example, from San Francisco, to London. And there are a lot of communications like this, financial communication from big hubs. And those hubs are usually um, you know, on the other side of the earth. So the way today is being addressed, if you send data from San Francisco to London, there will be probably 14 different hubs in the fiber optics to go from point A to point B. Every hub has what we call some kind of latency which means it delays the signal going from A to B. So the more hops you have between two points, the more latency or the more delay you have in the um, you know, travel of the signal. One advantage from space is when you send the data 
from San Francisco to uh, London, you go first to space, and then there will be probably only four hops between four different satellites before it goes down back to Earth. And so you're minimizing the number of hops, and therefore you are uh, reducing the latency of your connection. And also, some people have uh, explained that it's also more secure because today there are some technologies to you know, go into the fiber optics and find ways to leak the signal and get access to the information. And this is obviously not secured. Once you are in space, it's very difficult, or at least the technology is not available today, to intercept the signal between two satellites. And so some people argue that uh, space communication will actually also uh, increase the um, safety of the data being transferred. Hmm. It's because it's a point to point. You have to shoot a laser at a satellite. It has to be received by a telescope. That's correct. Hmm. And so therefore, to capture the signal between those two satellites, you have to send a satellite in between and to tap a portion of the signal or close enough to the path between the satellites. And when you have to work with orbits, and uh, it, it's not easy to, to achieve uh, such a, a feast. So uh, eventually, the technology will be available, but for maybe for the next few years, uh, that's an argument for, for safety. Well, thanks, Nicola, for telling us about optical communications in space. Oh, you're welcome, John. I think it's a very uh, exciting topic. I think uh, we will talk more about this in the future. This is definitely um, a new trend, and I'm glad that uh, we are part of it. You have been listening to the Neophotonics Podcast, your best source of insight and best practices for optical communications, lasers, and their applications. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you join us next time.